Here we go, guys. And we are starting. This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is made in collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Check them out at jewishjournal.com. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, israelnationalnews.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit 2njb.com slash donate. These are fateful days for the state of Israel. A government is still nowhere in sight, and the chances for third elections seem higher than ever, as Gantz's opportunity to form a government ends this Wednesday at midnight. In the meantime, Prime Minister Netanyahu is facing severe criminal charges, and Israel's Attorney General Avichai Mendelblit is due to submit his final decision on Netanyahu's cases in the upcoming days. This decision will determine, in many ways, Israel's destiny. In recent weeks, a group of right-wingers started to demonstrate against the prosecution and the legal system in general in a demand to drop the charges against the Prime Minister. They are joined by central media and news personalities who are critiquing both the police and the prosecution for being dishonest and even criminal. One of those demonstrators is Dr. Gadi Taub. Hi. Gadi Taub is probably one of the most hated and despised people among Tel Aviv's intellectual elite. The yes. reason <laughs> is simple. Once, he was one of them. An eloquent left-winger, a senior lecturer... No, no, the reason is his arguments are good. (laughs) That too. That too. An eloquent left-winger, a senior lecturer at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem with a PhD in American Studies from Rutgers University and all the right opinions. But alas, Dr. Taub woke up one morning and decided to shift sides. Now Taub publishes in-depth, highly controversial right-wing op-eds in Haaretz lately denouncing the Israeli justice system. We are super thrilled to have you on the show today to talk about it. Thank you so For much. For the third time. Yeah. For the third time. Yeah, it's great to be here again, but I, I disagree with the way you describe the demonstration because it sounds as if Netanyahu is a criminal and we are trying to shake the justice system in order to let him loose. And it's not about Netanyahu at all. People don't realize that there is nowhere in the democratic world that any justice system, any judicial branch of government has the power that it has in Israel. It has the final say on everything, including what we have for a constitution. Recently, the court is moving to at least uh, discuss an appeal against a basic law, a chok yesod, which is the parallel that if, if in America you would took you would have taken a, a chapter from the constitution and One of the and, and say not the amendments. Not the amendments, the actual constitution, because it's a basic law. It's not an amendment to a basic law. And saying, well, we're going to discuss the constitutionality of Chapter 5 of the American Constitution. This is unheard of and unthinkable. And they've moved, you know, they've Marbury versus Medicine us to death. They've started with striking down laws based on the basic laws. And now they're downgrading the basic laws and they're saying that they can, or, or at least ju- a judicial theory is being developed, that they can do so um, based on the um, implied value values of, of the system, which is like, you know, we're going to have the, the, the 
holy bishops of the judicial system looking up to the sky and telling us what our values are yeah. and then judging our constitution based on the values. People who are, who are not, as in many parts of the world, uh, influenced by the voters, meaning people who aren't really voted into the position or don't have any exactly. kind of direct Exactly, and this is another, the, another thing people yeah. don't know and understand, is that these people had a veto over their own appointments. So we have a branch of government that is all-powerful. It can decide anything about anything. It can overrule anything. The, the right of appeal in Israel is universal. So they can interfere with anything, and there is no check or balance against them. What But, that means, by the way, guys, is that anybody can show up to the Supreme Court and represent the people of Israel in a case, again, that, that no one needs to be hurt. There's no, uh, in, in the United States law, I think it's called standing. Yeah. I Meaning you don't need anybody to have been hurt by specifically. It's the same word in Hebrew. Yeah. yeah. So everybody, everyone has a standing. And, and what people don't know sociology, sociologically is that, according to, you know, many mountains, a leftist, wrote a book um, explaining that the left has lost power in the elections of 77. It has been unable, except intermittently, to uh, regain power through elections. And what it did is entrench itself in the judicial branch And MKs, members of parliament, started working by appealing to the Supreme Court. So we have a Supreme Court who is basically an arm of the political left. And, it's and, and you know, it happened all over the world. You know, America is no different. What happened in America is in the 60s, they thought the Warren Court is going to be an activist court. And, and activism would mean more liberalism. Mm -hmm. Until finally it dawned on them that what will happen is that the right will try right-wing activism. And now we're getting a right-wing court with boosted authority. <clears throat> so what happened is the, the left, what happened here was just more extreme. And so an ultra-liberal uh, court <clears throat> has basically usurped power in the state of Israel. And then when you say this, I'm, I'm, I'm making a long introduction because I'm guessing uh, outside <laughs> Go ahead. Israel people we're don't know. We're just looking for comments because people might ask questions. And yeah, guys, uh, we want to sure. remind you that we're live. Just to say we're, we're live on Arutz Sheva. We're live on our Facebook page. Uh, Gadi Taub uh, on his page has also shared it. So if you guys have questions, if you have comments, please leave them and we'll try and uh, direct your questions to Dr. Taub. Sure. So, the, uh, so what people are saying uh, in opposing uh, such an interpretation is that it, the court has only struck down 18 laws. First of all, 18 um, um, uh, principal laws or principal legislation is not so little. Secondly, what we have here is the, the system of judicial advisors. And these judicial advisors have become the bosses of the cabinet. That is, the, the court ruled that ministers and prime ministers have to abide by their advice. So that if you are trying to reform, this is, this is, yes, prime minister on steroids. Because when the minister comes in and says, I want to do this. This is my policy. Then they tell him, tell him <clears throat> it's not Bagitz. It is, Bagatz is the Supreme Court and Bagitz is a verb made out it's of it. Supreme -courtable. It's not it's Supreme Courtable. It's not Supreme Courtable. It's not Supremeable. <clears throat> and what they mean is I will not defend it. And they have a monopoly on the, representing the, the ministers. But, 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 but politicians could have changed that using legislation. Politicians are afraid of their judicial advisors because on top of everything, the judicial advisor to the government is also the attorney general. 
And so But they we, could change internally. that in legislation. So here's how it works. They tried to change this <clears throat> in the late 90s. They tried to change this. This was a Barack and Bibi government. But Barack had all the, the, the um, uh, accusations about uh, campaign finance hanging around him. And he understood the message that if he votes against the... Uh, there was many Mazuz was then the attorney general and advisor to the government. Today's Supreme Court judge. And he... more or less hinted that it's not a good idea. And he said in some, in, in some convention in Van Leer in, in Jerusalem, he said, well, you know, you can't separate the, the, the two roles of the, the advisors because then he said ministers would do whatever they want. Do you, do you even understand what that means? Did he threaten ministers that if they don't take his advice, they're going to find themselves under criminal investigations. And this don't, doesn't come out of the blue. We have a, a, a long record of criminal investigations, which, according to Professor Daniel Friedman, who was Minister of Justice, and he, he's not a right-winger, and he's, you know, he is a, a, a professor's professors of, of, uh, of law, who's, who documented at length how repeatedly, whenever the system didn't like anyone, they either opened an investigation or left an investigation open forever in order to prevent him from becoming a, a minister of interior or a minister of, of uh, or, or, or justice minister. And this is not, this didn't happen once or twice. It was a system. Ask Ubi Rivlin, our president. He, he called them Knufiat Shilton Achok. Now, how would you translate that? Uh, the mob, the rule of law gang, mob, yeah, gang, gang, basically, yeah. mafia, the rule of law mafia, and and what he meant is he was going to be minister of justice. He wanted to reform the system in some ways, and so they started an investigation about. I think Daniel Friedman called it less than nothing, and they left it open for three years without doing anything about it, just preventing him from becoming minister of justice. So these people are extremely dangerous. <clears throat> they are ruthless. And they never pay the price. They never pay the price because there is no one who can investigate them. So how, where does that meet Netanyahu's cases? As I said in the beginning, um, I think a lot of these people think, I said, you know, jokingly, I said a few times, that the logic of Netanyahu's investigations is Netanyahu is corrupt or else there would be a binational state. Explain. These people think that they have to rescue us from Netanyahu, and they are the, the Dutch boy with the, with the finger in the um, um, dam. They are the, the last wall to stop Zionism from sinking into binationalism. And I, and I think that in their minds, it's all meshed together because they think settlements are a disaster. They also think settlements are corrupt. They also think that if you're a right-winger, you're sort of corrupt anyway. And... This, the, the, the Netanyahu is being investigated for the last 20 years. And they missed. They've missed this. They missed that. They tried this investigation. It's a fishing expedition until they, find, they found something. And now these, these, these cases of Netanyahu are <clears throat> ridiculous, I think, is the, is the right name for them. The, the, the 4,000... I'll tell you why. Because other major players have done much more... of what they're accusing Netanyahu of, and they're not being investigated. So, for instance, the Israel Ayom law. 
there are horrible, frightening uh, recordings of Netanyahu and Noni Moses, the, the publisher of, of Yediot Achronot. I've got to do a little recap here, because what, what's the, the, the issue here was that Sheldon Adelson, who is also, uh, he, he, he's known in America for being a Trump supporter, he donated for Trump, I think, and he has a newspaper here, which is a, free, a freebie newspaper. And this freebie hurt the business of the most luxurious newspaper, most... Uh, the USA Today of Israel. The USA yeah. Today of Israel. Yediot Achronot. So the, the head of Yediot Achronot decided he's going to hurt this freebie by legislating a law forcing them Which to sell... So and most people eat it here in Israel. They eat the idea that a free newspaper is propaganda. Which just drives me insane. But anyway, no, no, but there is an argument to be made against dumping, you know, because, because this newspaper is supported by uh, Sheldon Edelson and is not a viable business, and I'm not against it. But the argument made by people like Daniel Friedman, for instance, is how, that this is like dumping. That, how can you say that writing something, your thoughts on paper, it's almost, it's almost putting a bar on free speech. It's like, I, I, I want to write things down I agree and, with and you. hand them out. I agree with you. I'm just saying what the, the opponents yeah. think. And so Moses tried to legislate against the newspaper, forcing them to charge money. And the, and the, the claim is that BB uh, made negotiated. negotiated with Moses, negotiated the with head him. of Yediot Achonot, to and pass this law. To pass this law in return for favorable coverage because they're bashing Netanyahu forever yeah. now. So he would stop the freebie newspaper and exactly. he would get good coverage from Yediot Achonot. Only slight problem, Netanyahu did not follow through and do it. They never reached an agreement. So Netanyahu is saying, I was just leading him by the nose because the recording are Netanyahu's people. They recorded the conversation. And he said, I was just, I was just uh, leading him into it and didn't do it. Other people... Uh, voted for this law against Israel Ayom and got wild positive coverage like in Yediot Achonot. And there's a, there's, a and and there's a whole bunch of them. There's a whole bunch of them. And they're not being investigated. And Lapid, for instance... You've got to explain <clears throat> the coverage thing because the, what the persecu persecution says essentially is that the coverage, the positive coverage, but that's in another case. This is the 4,000 This case. is the, another case, but essentially they say it's, yeah, it's a little bit... They're going to do a horrible thing. It, everything here is, is, is precedent. They're going to do a precedent um, around a prime minister. So positive coverage has never been a, a, a form of bribe. The law Now, says that bribe can be money or something that is worth money. But now you can interpret it like maybe this, you know, this tea wor worth so something. I mean, who's to say what's the worth of something spiritual? And imagine this. Imagine what would happen to journalism if positive coverage would now be subject to police investigation. This means that what was, and you know, this goes on all the time. All the journalism operates on leaks and deals. I'll, if you give me your material, I'll write this about you. This goes on all the time. This is not a pleasant thing. It's a disgusting thing, actually. But if you turn that into actual bribe, then everything can be subject to police intervention and investigation. And this is a real danger to free speech. And they're willing to do it just to catch Netanyahu. And the funny thing is, you know, they're making, you mentioned Yair Lapid, Yair Lapid 
is a worked for anonymous met with anonymous his wife got salary from anonymous years after he became a politician and, and people from his party at least voted for this law and he is apparently going to be a witness against Netanyahu so it's like you know um almost like two people have decided to rob a bank one of them didn't do it but the one that did do it is going to tell on the one who didn't that he planned to but this I is- gotta ask something because if what you say is true then Bibi shouldn't be worried at all because if it goes to trial he says which basically says in, in, in Israel I don't know how it is in America but in Israel you can say look like it was this is what every this was what everybody was and still are doing so so you can't prosecute me for it you can't charge me and, and people are getting acquitted for that. That's sweetly naive, Mo. No. But, no, but, but, the, but the, uh, the whole... You don't dr- trust the judges to n- accept that no. argument? No. First, first of all, no, I don't, because this is all the same milieu. Um, and uh, ever since the, the so-called judicial uh, revolution that we had here in the 90s, Israeli courts are... are casinos. Um, interpretation trumps the language of the law, and you just don't know what will happen. And these be, I don't know, it may be that, you, that, that, that this or that judge would not agree to rule against Bibi in these absurd things. But it may also be that, that they, they feel they are, although they belong to two different branches of government, you know, the, who is, the, the people who have been hounding Bibi are the attorney general people. But this is the same milieu, the same... The, 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 the attorney general often becomes a Supreme Court judge. These people, we just now had a leak where the attorney general wrote to a, a bunch of people. It's the we chief say, prosecutor. The, yeah. the chief prosecutor uh, uh, wrote to a bunch of people... An email. I, I tweeted, you know, you don't need to say deep state anymore. You can just say... The, 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 the mailing list, because this is everyone and everybody in, they're all, by the way, Ashkenazi, it's really funny. Um, and so it's the whole elite of Israel there. And he actually wrote to sitting judges to he ask him. He wrote an them. email and he CC'd a bunch of people, including judges. And what did he say in the, the email? This is, this is outrageous. These are judges who may well be sitting in the case of Netanyahu. We don't right. know. One of them is a Supreme Court judge. And now he said, oh, we should have taken them, taken them off the mailing list. They've been getting this mailing list for how long? The prosecution? It's, it's, an, inner, in the, it's an inner in, circle. In the email, by the way, there's a list exactly. of kind of like, he's basically making the case against Netanyahu and, and basically protecting the stance of the prosecution and, and shooting down all these claims against the prosecution. And he's giving links to all these things. And he's basically making a case against... But in a very, in a very um, uh, friendly kind of way, also saying that, look, there is much criticism now of the prosecution. Um, if you guys get a chance to go on the media, um, say a good word for us. What? Also, if you happen to be overseeing a case against uh, one of these guys, maybe... Uh, You know. Consider ruling in our favor. Yeah. You know, it, it, there was also a recipe for Shabbat. Guys, it was so bad. It was so bad <laughs> that the chief justice, Chayut, wrote to him, reprimanding him in public, 
mentioning she also reprimanded him in a phone call, saying, you cannot do this. You cannot write about this controversy over Netanyahu and about the controversy over the, the prosecution to sitting judges. You can't do that. But isn't, I mean, like, it's amazing that all he gets is a letter of reprimand, reprimand instead Look, the, of, you know, being he, fired. There is, there is, and this is what I've been saying, and this is why we go to the demonstrations. These people are confusing the rule of law with the rule of law enforcers. And in their mind, law enforcers are above the law. What has been happening in recent times is just, if you would tell this to Americans in like the proper context, their hair would fall off. What he managed to do, this uh, 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 chief prosecutor, is he seized the cell phones of four of Netanyahu's closest aides because they did something in a demonstration that supposedly influenced some witness. You take their phones for it? Are you going to... To penetrate the, the, taking it was inner- was legal, what was illegal is that he forced them they forced them to give the code to the phone, which you, the phone. you're not allowed to do as a as the police of course the, taking the phones physically is nothing yeah what the code what, they've is the, taken what the information and then they've got a judge to sign it now in America, if you did such a thing without warning your your uh, your um, investigee your, your uh, the person being the person being investigated <clears throat> i heard coffee is the person coughed at no this, this was in the wall street <laughs> journal um and it's fruit of and the poison tree pr- fruit of the poison tree you're not Here allowed you don't have it you don't allow to use it and you know they've protected allegedly a journalist who took the phone from the head of the 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 the, uh, the lawyer's Union, who is, by the way, a personal enemy of Nitzan. He doesn't want him to come to be the, to become a chief justice. Nitzan is the chief attorney of the Israel. Chief, the chief who prosecutor. The chi- chief prosecutor. Chief prosecutor. Who sent the email we talked about in a few minutes exactly. ago. Exactly. So, so they're doing, you know, one illegal thing after the other. They're never investigating anything of that. Never. No one ever gets fired or punished. And I think it's because in Israel there's this, there's this weird... Like idea that the 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 legis not the legislative branch the judicial branch is in charge of the morality of the state, yeah, which is like, i mean it's but it's not it's completely backwards I mean the idea is that you vote the morals are decided by the legislative they represent the people but, but, and then the judicial yeah, you're, you're the absolutely referees. right, and this is not only in israel um but just to finish the point about the the chief prosecutor is that these Political investigations, and they are politically tinged, have been leaked to the press repeatedly and timed according to elections in order to hurt Netanyahu. Now, prosecutors cannot leak information from their investigation. This is punishable by three years in prison. They have done so, they or the police or both, have done so consistently, clearly to hurt Netanyahu, and these people are not being investigated. And the, the judicial advisor to the government, the Mandelblit, has refused to investigate them. So these people 
our feeling is, why do we go to the demonstration? Because no one should be above the law. Can the you funny give us an thing, example? Because I know there are plenty of examples of <clears throat> leaks where they say that uh, the leaks are by the uh, attorneys of the other side. Ugh, but there, I know there, there, were, the there were certain examples that I, I read, Absolutely. but I can't remember where it was clear that it was the prosecution. First of all, it started before the Netanyahu's, Netanyahu's attorneys got the material. Secondly, Netanyahu's attorneys get some of the... Um, Timlul, some of transcripts. the transcripts. Finally, I know a word. Oh, <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, I learned a word. Uh, I should have known this. They get the transcripts, but not the recordings. And Channel 12 aired the recordings. So clearly they're lying about it. They're refusing to go to polygraphs. Everybody who's employed by the state is liable to go to polygraph, not them. They're above investigation, and we are agreeing to all this. The thing, the funny thing to me is, like, there have been at least I can count four or five controversies in the last month. Right? You had the the breaking to the phone of the of the aides. You had um, you have you had uh, state witnesses who were threatened, and we'll elaborate on it in a bit. You had the email, and every time. Uh, their response, and you had one of the prosecutors against Netanyahu going on a vacation abroad, a private vacation, uh, instead of instead of being at the hearing, being at the hearing, which is actually legal, but is of absolutely legal, crazy. But it makes it, no sense. It, you know, the Israeli. But my point is, yeah. each time these one of these things happened, their response oh, it was an error. It was an error, right? Yeah. So when they make a mistake, it's an error. But you know, but you, when, <laughs> when, when, when a Aaron, citizen makes a mistake, it's a crime. When, That's the whole thing. And so this is why we're demonstrating. We're demonstrating because it can't be that you know Chief Justice Barak, who was the saint of of, of, the, of these people, who's who's the, the philosopher king of Israel. He <laughs> made his wife a judge at the age of forty, and when he was asked she about it by Baruch Kara, very good the, judge. A very, she's one of the slowest, I think, in the whole system. She married him. And 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 when he well, that was pointed out to him, he said that well, that was an error. That was an error. So you know, when Netanyahu makes a tiny error, we they, and and they are you know, this is this is crazy because in Israel, uh, public servants can take down a government. In a proper democracy like America, this is unthinkable. You know what impeachment is? Impeachment needs the two houses of Congress. Mm-hmm. In Israel, needs the, the two houses with a simple majority. I no, think no. At needs... the Senate, they needed two thirds yeah. majority in order to to um, um, uh, pronounce guilty. Um, but in Israel, the investigation could be started by the judicial advisor to the government, who is actually the boss. Shlomo Avineri wrote, "There is no more power. There is no. Uh, there is no such power concentrated in the hands of one man as the judicial." Um, advisor to the government in Israel. Mm-hmm. So he can start an investigation. He can decide on uh, indictments. And then technically three judges can eventually um, pronounce you guilty and make you resign. So this in this whole process, there is nothing political. It's all, it's all civil servants who can take down a government. And now they're saying that he will have to resign when indictments are submitted. This means that one man would be able mm-hmm. to behead an elected prime minister. And this is what they're doing. Now, 
what I'm, what we're calling is this is not about Netanyahu. You don't have to be a Netanyahu fan or voter to come to these demonstrations because they've taken our sovereignty away. And you think, and this happens in Israel all the time, because Netanyahu supported this when it happened to Ehud Olmert. They took Ehud Olmert down, these people. These are the same people. Why? Why did they take him down? He was a lefty at the end of his career. Wait, but th- I mean, oh, that's so naive. He, <laughs> he was, he had... Daniel Friedman in his government. Yeah, that's true. Daniel Reformer. Friedman was the most dangerous people, person to the judicial system in their point of view because he's an anti-activist. So hadn't he appoint because Friedman, you, you, you know, say he would never have been prosecuted. This is that's your I'm claim. Saying. Exactly. And, they, and the thing is they couldn't invest. Some dark it. shit, man. That meaning that they, has nothing to could, do with whether or not he committed the crime. That you're just saying it, it start because it started with like a fishing I'm expedition. I'm saying, but it doesn't have to do. Yeah, but, he but might the thing is, the you know, Friedman is there is no unindictable. There's no Friedman is this tenured university professor. Nerd. If you would see him, he's, he's a nerd. He never took his nose out of the book. For all I know, he never submitted a, a receipt for a bus for any um, reimbursement. So there's nothing you can do about this guy who's only been minister, in his office. He was the minister of justice during Olmert. And he wanted to do big reforms that would hurt the system. But what makes no sense still is, you say these people want to remove Netanyahu because they, are, they, they want to save the two-state solution. But the, what I don't get is the, 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 advi- the advisory prosecutor, how you call him? Uh, no, the attorney general. He's a right-winger on paper. His, his, like, he comes from a religious background, so is the chief of, of the police. He's actually not from so a religious background. He is he's, a Choser Betshuva. But he's the son, he's the, like, yeah, his father, right-wing, right-wing, right-wing family, and, and the, chief, the chief officer, the head of the, how do you call it? The chief officer. The chief prosecutor? The officer. The, police, the police ah, chief ah, the head of, ah, the was police also chief. A, um, a religious guy. The system, so why do the, these people... Why would they want to remove Netanyahu the from syst- office? The system is stronger than these people. And there's an ethos. And they are the smartest, um, most educated, um, most um, um, with, with, with the most uh, track record. And they, it, the system is just stronger than any individual standing in its head. And some people are also afraid of them. So I, I wonder, I mean, because what you're saying about Daniel Friedman and Ehud Olmot sounds, would sound to most as conspiratorial. Uh, this is straight from Friedman. So I'm, I'm wondering, uh, really, he's cl- made these claims? Yeah. So I'm wondering, though, if maybe we're going to an extreme and perhaps the criticism on the judicial system and on the prosecution in Israel is legitimate, as also the Minister of Justice, by the way, guys, also made a speech recently, highly uh, controversial speech, criticizing the, the prosecution. Maybe the criticism is legitimate, but we don't need to go f- so far as to say, you know, there's this deep state that's like trying with, with, this, with this agenda of a two-state solution that's trying to take down the... Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I wrote a tweet about the email list and the deep state. And I say, stop saying deep state, just saying shiny Tzan's email list. Um, because it doesn't matter what you call them. And the, simple way, the simplest way to call them is the civil service. There's always a struggle between the civil service and the politicians. In America, the solution to the problem originally was a spoil system. 
You get elected, you bring your own people, 5,000 of them, not just your three close advisors, everyone. You just change everything. Now in America, you had a general insurrection of the, of the civil service, which is now too big for the spoil system. You, Trump couldn't come in and just throw everybody out. Um, but, 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 but he's facing a con self-conscious resistance. And it's harder there because there you could have a William Barr turning it all around and saying there is no Russian collusion. You've invented this Russian collusion in order to spy on the Trump campaign through your Ministry of Justice, through your Justice Department. And he can start a criminal investigation. Here there is no way to do it because the whole authority to investigate is invested in Shai Nitzan, the, the, the chief prosecutor, and he will not prosecute himself. There are <clears throat> cases of extreme corruption inside the persecution and nothing is happening. Can't we the attorney general initiate an investigation here or is that not possible? I, I, I think he can. I think he can, but he has to go... The, invest, the actual investigators would have to be the from the, 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 persecution. the from from the persecution. You're right that he can do it, but but they're so uh, they're I a see. team. So if you need to investigate, now you you saw you just saw a a um, an example of this because people demanded investigate those leaks, and Shiny Tan and the persec the persecutors say we are not going to a polygraph, which is like. The hat is burning on your head. You've just confessed to being guilty. Why don't you go to a polygraph? And people submitted a request to the, the uh, legal advisor to the government saying, investigate that. And he said, no, you, no I won't. And there's nothing to do. There's also, no one to appeal Also, it's worth mentioning uh, in a recent interview with Aharon Barak, um, who was the legendary head of the Supreme Court, Or John Marshall on steroids. And in the interview, they asked him about the upcoming decisions uh, that Mandelblit has to do regarding the, the Netanyahu cases. And he said something like, I, when I was, uh, when, because he was also chief, uh, the, the advisor to the attorney general. The legal advisor the, the, to the, the government. Before he was the Supreme By Court By the way, judge. then he managed to take Rabin down. It's right. a long tradition. So he said in the interview now, like I, uh, I made decisions and I thought about my predecessors that I, I will never do not something to shame them. And this is what we expect and don't from, shame us. from Mandelblit. Don't bring shame on, on us But with he, your upcoming three decisions. Days, he said that. He yeah. said that. Three days ago he said shit. something... This is, three days ago, he said something worse. He said something, he said, you know, according to basic law government, we call it basic law, it should read basic law executive or basic law cabinet, says that a prime minister does not have to resign unless he's found guilty after appeal by a court of at least three judges. Now, and this is in order to not, not enable the persecution and the legal advisor alone to take down a government. Now what Barak said, is he said it, he thinks that the legal advisor should force a prime minister to resign when indictments are submitted before he's found guilty. And that if not, the court should take this authority. That's the complete opposite of the law, essentially. Which is, okay, so I'm just going to process this for our listeners because this is just crazy. The, which means that basically the attorney general who has the authority to open an investigation against the sitting prime minister, 
would only have to do that in order to, to take to, down to, the, to, to submit Meaning the attorney general could say to the prime minister at any day, do what I say, do what I want. Or else. Or else. And the other thing is that Aaron Barak is suggesting that, a, that an attorney general should consider anything else other than the legal evidence that is before him. Meaning he should think about his predecessors and not to their shame legacy, them. Instead of just the evidence. I mean, who, what kind of Ladies a justice Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the middle of a judicial coup d'etat. Nothing less. And this is why we are <laughs> going. Finally, you said this coup is, d'etat. This is why we are going to these demonstrations every week. So, because this is much bigger than this or that, Prime Minister. Because now you have an opposition in, in, in the person of the party of Kahol Avan, all of which over Blue the heads white. of all of which uh, this is Gantz's all party. of who uh, 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 criminal are involved in dubious dubious uh, corruption matters. They're not being investigated, and they're bowing down completely to the person. You would not hear a single word of criticism about the persecution or the judicial system. Gantz said in his first in his de- de- debut in his debut speech, he said that in my government there will not be a, a slandering of the judicial system, which is a code, which means we will not touch you. So here is the dirty deal. This is the Praetorian Guard of the state. We will kill Caligula and you, Claudius, would sit on his chair on our swords. This is what's happening. This is what's happening right before <laughs> our eyes. fly over your head? A little bit. <laughs> Me too. I'll, I'll translate it for you. You haven't seen Robert Graves, like the, like the I Claudius BBC legendary series. But these people, the deal is this: they'll take down Netanyahu. They'll not investigate Kacholavan people, yeah. and they'll give him the government in order that this government would recognize from the start who is their beneficiary. Yeah. So and they would not. And they it's would, like the, we won't slander the judicial system. I mean, I don't know about slander, but criticizing the judicial system is part of the job of the legislature. I mean, the whole idea of having separate branches of government is that they fight against each other. But do, do you know that they have the the judicial system, the, the the courts have a system of monitoring uh, social media and registering people who criticize the courts? How do we know that? And because it was in the press, and when it was discovered in the press, the uh, uh, we, we keep mislabeling uh, uh, him in different ways. Mandelblit, the legal advisor to the government, said, stop this. This is illegal. So they suspended it. They didn't abolish it. Until we just... forget about it, and then we yes. can restart it. Yes. So I ha- have nothing to hide, Eitan, but if I were you, I would, <laughs> so I would be I'm worried. You know, <laughs> I said, read James Elroy, because a lot of this is J. Edgar Hoover stuff. This is what it is. You know, the, the police, man, and many Tzhaki in the police, has kept a file of unprocessed uh, um, information, intelligence, about legal figures. This means that if there's a rumor about you, and you're a public figure in any shape or form, you are a member of parliament, and there are rumors about you, they file them. And in case they day. need to, rainy day. they will take it out. Now... We know that they do this, so it's an actual threat. So when this guy comes to talk to you, you understand that you better be nice to him. Can we talk a bit about case 4000, which is the most, the the accusations there are the most severe ones. This is the actual case that maybe 
maybe we're we're due to find out in the upcoming days. Maybe he won't charge him with bribery at the <sighs> end. Uh, we shall see. But yeah, so what's the problem in your opinion with this case? You know, I'm not a, this the case is really really com complicated. And and the problem with the case is this. Can you give the the the, the, the case? Okay. The, the the case is uh, supposedly Netanyahu gave generous regulatory um, waivers to Shaul Alovich, who is an owner of a big media company called Bezek, in a big merger deal and in another deal, and in return for a favorable coverage in a news website, which, by the way, nobody reads, voila. So, and, and a lot of the evidence there are from Sarah Netanyahu and Yair Netanyahu, his family, screaming at the editors there, take this picture off or put this picture on, which happens all the time, of course, everywhere. But the thing is this, the coverage was not so positive. They've actually been very critical of Netanyahu constantly. And secondly, the uh, alleged regulatory benefits passed all the regulatory authorities and was approved by everyone only to be signed by Netanyahu in the end, which is a formal act. Because as prime minister, you don't read thousands of pages about a merger deal <clears throat> if all your people in the, in the whole bureaucracy have approved them. Now, 14 people who were failed to be called in to be questioned in the investigation. So, yeah, so they're saying, Netanyahu's attorneys, that the investigation is actually not fair because Netanyahu took care to approve things. But they say, and it's, it's too complicated to get into here, well, he, he, he fired one, um, uh, how do you call the general manager of a, a ministry, <clears throat> the highest civil servant in the ministry, in order to find something more favorable to Alovich. This is all dubious. There is no direct, there, there is no direct evidence, except they have state witnesses. And these state witnesses... The state witnesses, like, without them... There the are no cases, right? Because they they are the only ones who can actually link between the giving and receiving of the exactly. alleged bribery e accusation. Exactly. So not so, even in one, meaning it takes so, two: one for the giving, one for the receiving. So multiple problem. But I start with the simplest thing. I said when this began, I knew nothing about the details. I said, you only remove an elected prime minister on a very clear and very serious crime that is clear to the whole public because you are now touching the heart of democracy which is citizen sovereignty so you don't remove him on any dubious accusation certainly not on a precedented accusation and certainly not on such a shaky case because now you have the state witnesses and apparently they almost tortured him <clears throat> they didn't let him sleep and then they did something that we can't say because they put a gag order on it Gag orders oh, work on podcasts in English? Say. No, no, we better not. No? You, no, no, no. no, you'd better not. You, you'd better not mess with this. Yeah. And, and so, but, but what, <laughs> I'll say what, what... Now I feel it. What, what... It, it, <laughs> it, 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 was, it was a very hard uh, technique in investigation that has to do with personal Let's say this. Affairs. The Minister of Justice got on the uh, podium at the Knesset and talked about it. So go watch it. Yeah. Uh, and apparently they used highly volatile private information in order it to It has nothing to do just nothing with his to do. personal life. To, in order to th basically threaten, his, threaten him. <laughs> and so, they've ex so the argument is they've extorted this from him. And, and, and when you look at the actual transcripts, thank for the, thanks for the word, um, 
he's, he seems very confused until they suddenly help him focus because he doesn't remember, a de- or he remembers false dates one, again and again. And then they, and then the they take it out of the room where there's no transcript and when he comes back, he suddenly remembers them. And so people said... That's shit from that Netflix TV show about the, the blacks uh, being accused. How, how's it called? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about right? this at- vicious attorney general in New York y- yeah. who's yeah, hell-bent on park. the four kids. The, yeah, the, the, four, the kids in the, the park. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You know what we're talking no, about, guys. So That's that right one. Str- yeah, straight from so that here, TV show. The, they also the, put the fruit of the poison tree. Apparently in his bed, right? The, the, the fruit of the poison oh, tree. Just, yeah. In any, in any reasonable legal system, all his testimony have just, would have been just thrown out now. But it isn't, because the case rests on it. And they do whatever they want. And when people started protesting, they put a gag order. Do we have questions from or comments? Uh, Nothing? Okay. Have the attorney so, general called in? Because <laughs> I packed a little suitcase. The police is here. And waiting, my toothbrush is here. Waiting downstairs. I have a question. Like, uh, we're, we're about to, f- to finish this live broadcast. But there's a question. You know, we had Professor Talia Einhorn here a few months ago. She's great. She's great. And I asked her a question and she, she couldn't answer it. Let's see what, what, whether or not you can. Let's say tomorrow there's third elections and a right-wing government is, is formed and they legislate a law that basically says that the final, war, like that the, the judges can decide something, the Supreme Court can decide something about something, no matter what, for, for, and the, but the Knesset can legislate a law that we would overrule. overrule the Supreme Court and then the Supreme Court, according to that law, will not be able to over, to overrule this law. Yeah. But then someone would appeal to the Supreme Court against this law and they would overrule it. What would happen then? You know, I, I think we're forgetting that the whole system rests on people's confidence in the system. And so if push comes to shove at one point and these people will try to assert their formal... Um, authority over elected uh, officials to an extreme extent, which they've already done, but to an extent, unsufferable extent, such as trying to strike down the basic law, Israel, the nation state of the Jewish people, um, then what is alleged about Andrew Jackson, which is apparently not true, to have said about John Marshall, uh, is John Marshall decided, let John Marshall implement uh, execute, I think. It, the quote is anyway fictional, so it, I don't think it matters. But at one point, the politicians would just ignore them, and then the system would collapse. And this is why I've been saying repeatedly about the Supreme Court, I'm not your enemy, I'm your best friend, because your hubris is going to kill the court. But the scenario I just described can easily happen within months. In that case? Uh. They it first, could, it first has, there needs to be a government. Yeah, but it can happen. <laughs> so that might not it, happen. It almost happened. It can happen. So we're all, we're all, we're, what you're saying is essentially we're we're drifting a few days or a few months away but, you from know, I don't know if complete the, chaos. I don't know if this theory. is an expression in English, but in Hebrew, you know, in Israel we are rude. So we have an expression of pissing in the pool versus pissing from the springboard. And they've been pissing in the pool and managing to get away with a lot of this. But now they're pissing from the springboard. And this is just in your face, 
the attorney general just says, I don't care. You think I'm guilty? Well, F you. You can't open an investigation because I'm not going to let you. And you caught me doing something, I'll put a gag order on this and you can't talk about it. And this is going to reach some boiling point. And at this boiling point, either within the system, people would say, enough is enough. Stop before we fall off the cliff. Or they would run to the cliff and the politicians would just trip them and have them fall. Because, and this is dangerous. I'm, I'm not, I'm not I'm trigger happy to reach the moment where politicians would just say, F you, we're not going to do what you say anymore. And when, when the, or there's a third possibility saying, look, if you, you have usurped the power of judicial review, if you want judicial review, we want a political process of nominating the judges who would do it. So you'll be the Supreme Court of Appeals. This would take the whole Barack revolution and with one um, strike... Someone will appeal against this law and they will... And they would say, but the Knesset would say, thank you, you can listen to your appeal as a hobby. We're, not, we're going to ignore you because we're going to appoint a constitutional court for judicial review. And the process of nominating or appointing judges in this court is going to be political. So from now on, you can criminal and, and the judges cases. would overrule this first law. first of all, you need a constitution. And but, we don't but have you're anything. Not, but you're not taking into account the, the, the possibility of politicians just ignoring the ruling of, of judges. But then the police would be like, okay, what do we do now? In Moscow, in August 91, I learned something important from a friend who was an historian because I was there as a student in a student exchange program and suddenly there was a revolution. Tanks in the street. And my friend Boris who was an historian in the in University of Moscow, said, nothing's going to happen. And I said, why? He said, These, there was a tank division inside the city. He said, they're not going to shoot. I said, this is communist Russia. What do you mean? He said, no, this is a Moscow division. These people are from Moscow. They're not going to shoot at a Moscow crowd. If they were serious, they would have brought Tatarians. They can shoot. So Israel is Moscow. Everyone knows everyone. You would not bring the army to shoot at the government. You would not bring the army to shoot at demonstrators. Nothing like this can happen. Okay. Not in the Jewish sector. I'm, I'm calm. Okay. Okay, so if there's no civil... Interrupt isn't, things I mean, up. Isn't, isn't it a problem that the state doesn't have a constitution? Or are basic laws parallel to a constitution? No, they're not. Um, we don't have a constitution because we, unlike America, we don't have consensus around values. So we have this pragmatic arrangement, and it worked well before the Barak Revolution tried to proscribe a constitution from the bench, from the court. What he was doing was actually writing us a constitution. Also, with a very postmodern theory of interpretation, where, you know, I, and this is going to be my next op-ed piece. Um, it's going to be about the, the, the postmodern judicial rev revolution in, in Israel, because and I've collected these quotes from Barak, he keeps saying words have no definite meaning. They, are, they, they only get meaning when they are interpreted. And you understand what this means. This means whatever you legislate, we are going to interpret. And it's the interpretation that counts. And without being too dramatic, this reminded me of the famous Stalin saying, it doesn't matter what the people vote. It, it, what really matters, what is extraordinarily important, is who counts the votes. So this is, it's not Stalin, but what he's doing is, it doesn't matter what words you use. We, it's called parshanut um, tachlitit, telos in, 
you know, teleological interpretation. The judge should interpret the law according to what he thinks is the proper purpose of and the his law, morals not and the his words moral, his... of the law. And what they did with this is they actually ruined the ability of Israelis to sign contracts because he did the same thing to contractual law. And I have a friend who was a big businessman, <clears throat> and he said, in all my contracts, I have a clause saying, if this needs to reach any kind of judicial procedure, it will be under the English law in a British court. Because no one trusts an Israeli court. Because Barak had this theory that it doesn't matter what you wrote in your contract. What really matters is the true spirit of the contract. Or as he said, the soul surrounding the words. So <laughs> no, who knows what the soul that. is? He, he said, said the that. The soul surrounding he said, the words? He said, while he was he Supreme said, Court? He, he's exactly, in, in, a, in, a, in a ruling called Apropim. He said, I'll quote you the Hebrew, not just the body of the text, but the, soul, but the soul surrounding it. So what oh, you understand is the soul God. is, of course, more important than the body. The interpretation is more important than the, than the law, and the judge is more important than the legislature. So where is sovereignty in Israel? It's certainly not with you. It's certainly not with me. It's moved to the Supreme Court. All right. On that bleak note, <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to end. Come things. to demonstrate in Petah Tikva. If you live in Israel or in Tel Aviv, yeah. you're last call recently, for democracy in recent, Israel. Recently in Tel Aviv, it was, I think. Yeah, yeah, but it's going to be this Monday. It's going to be in Petah Tikva again. Anything to plug? Don't give up. Okay. All right. We're plugging uh, hope. Now we're optimistic. Uh, Gadi is on Facebook. Gadi Taub. Twitter. Uh, also Gadi Taub. Um, and we're collaborating and I'm here yes. once in three months. Yeah, which is yeah. a pleasure. Yeah. Thank a you pleasure. so much for coming. Thank you, um, guys. We're collaborating with Arutz Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. Check them out. Uh, Jewish Journal, the Jewish Journal at JewishJournal.com. They have great columns, podcasts. Also, we do this on our free time. So if you want to donate, help us out. Go to 2NJB.com/slash/donate. And we're on YouTube, so please go to YouTube. And yes. subscribe because yes, we're going to yes, post yes. exclusive content there. And we're on Twitter and we tweet once every three months. And that's it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, you for having me again. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.